I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Reporters who have indeed reassembled hmm. at a have later we? time than usual, which is my uh, fault. Yeah, which which is my fault. But Chase, please tell the podcast audience why we're starting late today. Explain it to them. I, I fell back asleep. I'll tell that part. I fell back asleep on the couch. So Very we were supposed up. to start doing this 50 minutes ago by the crow flies, and uh, you just felt like getting I had an alarm too. Your, the alarm was going your off. Casper bed with your precious down comforter was more important while we sat here you know waiting for you to show up like uh, like the proverbial Godot. So that's that's what we're doing here today, huh? Andrew Bob threw me under the bus immediately. Do you feel bad as, about yourself? I did. As, apologized. As a I wise heard man an actual once. apology. I as a wise man. I started man off. I said I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, he did. He yeah. did. I was, uh, as a wise uh, man was, once I was, said, I was busy rehearsing the rant in my head, so I wasn't listening to that. Were you? Oh, he was wow. already ready, Bob. You were okay, wow. Bob. I'm yeah. sorry, Andrew. Thank I'm you. Sorry. That's all I want. Yeah, that's all. That's all good. I'm looking for. A little Andrew, wow. Just absolutely tort- torturing the young lad. <laughs> he needs uh, to learn about responsibility. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> wow. This is like good cop, bad cop of parenting. Yeah, good mom, bad dad, something like that. So yeah. am I the mom or the dad in this situation? I think you're the mom in this yes, scenario, you Andrew. You are the mom. Oh, the dad I, I don't want to no, be the mom. No, I think mom. you're clearly the dad. Yeah, I'm it's clearly the, the dad. It's yeah. the mom. It's the mom who rips you a new one. Yeah. In Absolutely my not. What? In I did my not have that experience, it oh, was yeah. my mom. Like, here's the thing. Like, if I were to ever get in trouble, I would rather get in trouble by my dad because he would just spout off a bunch of words and it's just like, dude, you you're gonna forget this in like 24 hours anyway. Uh, so whatever. If I get in trouble and get in trouble by my mom, then yeah, I can basically just cancel like the next two weeks of living. Yeah. Hmm. And even mom, then it's a week and a half. Your mom is going to scream. Your dad tries to sort of downplay it. And then the mom, which is a good tactic to try to do if you're in trouble with your mom, because if your mom is suddenly more mad at your dad for not backing her up, you can defray some of the heat from yourself. That's a little tip for you. None kids of this is, none of this um, fits with my life. Like my mom's a nice accountant quiet type and was never I think are you saying our moms aren't nice now Chase I am saying my mom is not a yeller I'm saying she's not a yeller like my mom never 
or it's like a disciplinarian or yeller. Like, like he was we never insulting our moms. I don't know. No, my mom. It was just here's the thing. My father is a retired marine, and uh, uh, okay, they were. Oh. <laughs> it was yeah. It was a different. Um, it was a different, different vibe. vibe, is what I will tell so, you. So okay. like kind of like a great Santini vibe. Yeah, it was that '70s show vibe. It was a red Foreman and Eric. It was a red and Eric Foreman <laughs> growing oh, up. Yeah, you know, I can see that. I can see that. Let's because... look at the cultural references. Mm-hmm. Andrew uh, Nix, a classic Robert Duvall film. <laughs> Chase goes for Kurtwood Smith. <laughs> well, I was going to say it, so. I can see the whole Eric Foreman, Red Foreman vibe, mm-hmm. purely based on the experience you told me at Target. Mm-hmm. When you when you went to Target and you're trying to get that Yeti cooler open, mm-hmm. um, or that yeah, yeah. definitely that. an Eric one. Foreman vibe. Definitely like, skinny and twitchy, and always a little nervous about getting in trouble. Just ne- Topher gracing it all over the place. That's I really was. I really was. So yeah, I would say that was the closest. Like my mom, I I, I love my mom and my dad, but I just don't think my mom has ever like yelled at me yelled at me i don't think it's ever happened i don't yeah. so 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 she hasn't had like that kitty foreman like outburst that you're all just waiting on like maybe yeah she has nothing she has season. no kitty foreman in her she is not <laughs> like her at all not a social butterfly not any of that she's uh no she's she's great i'm not saying she's like a, a huge introvert she's just a she's very different uh my dad's like and say like it's just different I don't, I don't know how to explain it without going she's into super a, chill yes very chill very very chill it's the best way to describe it. Um, well, there you go. Um, Andrew, Bob. Yeah, what up? The NBA trade deadline happened. Uh, Andrew, I love Bob. What because... a flurry of trades. Oh, trades God. as far as the eye can see. Oh, guys love... being exchanged for other guys. Ah. They did. Glorious day. Andrew. Sure. Your favorite I, I trade that your officially. punctuality for five second round picks. Yes, the second round pick stuff's weird because I didn't have it. I, I guess I had you have to be on Spo track all the time or real GM tracker to realize how many second round picks some people have. But to see that many moved around, I was like, how many could they have? Like, what? Hold on, if they and, have and, five and, to move, and they don't, and they don't specify the year, yeah, of when the these second round picks yeah. are. So you're just basically like divvying up random. Like, Remember when the, Isaiah Thomas could just trade a bu- a couple picks that we knew exactly where they were going in the Drum James trade? That was yeah, a beautiful time. It was easy to follow. Knicks, when the Knicks traded for Carmelo Anthony, mm. they gave up some guys, some good guys. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Chandler, good mm. guy. Danilo Gallinari, also good. Um, believe it or not, Raymond Felton was actually kind of good that half year. Yeah, Raymond was Felton was halfway decent. Mm. He averaged seventeen and eight for the for the Knicks in forty odd games. Yeah, Raymond Felton was good. He was solid. So they gave up three actual young rotation pieces, but the only picks that they gave up were an unprotected first and a pick swap mm. for Mill. Yeah. Okay, so here's my th- and here's the thing that I do not like about the whole. NBA draft pick trade crap. So draft pick inflation. We're talking about the oversaturation of the draft pick market. I I get why you know something is protected or unprotected and stuff like that. But here's my thing. I really wish they would just do away with 
the whole unprotected protected thing. Like I totally get it, but it's just so many like, well, in case this happens and then this happens, it's like a clause for a clause. And I'm just like, just do what's not enjoy up. reading contracts. No, that's no, no. Much. I don't. It's that's not that I don't mind it. it it's just kind of mm-hmm. like a, it all of a sudden something that they're, happens they're, they're, three months from now impacts an unprotected pick from like for for like 2024 or something. It's so weird and dumb. The volume of picks that are being moved now that you have to trade just in order to get yeah for sure a good even just a solid player. The, it, these picks are kind of almost meaningless because, like, look, Utah is never going to life use is meaningless. All ten, all ten of those draft picks. I, I think the Thunder have fifteen first round yeah. draft picks in the next. Oh, Danny, years. Danny they, Ainge is going to sit on these picks that's and all, trade them away. Okay, this is some bo- residual Boston Celtics. Am I wrong? Th- am I wrong though? No one's saying you're wrong. They're just saying <laughs> the source. But, <laughs> but the pick, but. It's gotten to the point where, where a first-round pick actually – like, no one actually will use these picks is what it feels like. It feels like they just get trundled from one team or another while they try to get a superstar. Uh, and, and the actual – the picks themselves, they're, they don't they're, – they're NFTs at this point. All of, all of my first-round apes are gone. That's what happened here. And, and it's – I feel like the dam has to break because eventually – okay – in theory, let's say that Luka Doncic went on the on the trade market, right? Mm. So the teams with the mega load of picks are going to get are going to like let's say Oklahoma City said, "Okay, we will pair Luka and Shai Gilgis Alexander and that's our star team up going forward because odds are people aren't going to sign in Oklahoma City." So they just take all 15 or pretty much every last pick. I think they could in that scenario, I'm not sure I haven't crunched the numbers to see what the math might be on that. I think they would have to, any year where they, they would have to just retain, I think four would be mm. the most that they would have to hold on to to not run afoul of the Stepien rule. So, great. Now you've sent 11 or 12 picks to Dallas, plus maybe some pick swaps thrown in, plus a few of your spare good guys for Luca. And so then those picks get hoarded by Dallas until they have to pawn them off on someone else. And they don't, it becomes unfun. Like the joy of having a, a high pick in a draft. Okay, great. Maybe we'll be able to get this guy. Maybe we'll get Victor Wembayama. Maybe we'll get uh, Scoot uh, Henderson. Maybe we'll get one of the Thompson twins. But once, once you have to start thinking of first-round draft picks and counting them in bushels, to me as a fan, it it becomes kind of silly. And I, the, the, to me, that the, the, they are wildly undervalued at this point, and the dam has to break at some point. Well, I have a question. There has to be an upper limit to this. Yes. Was it added in a recent CBA adjustment? Because why wasn't it a thing before? Why weren't GMs doing this 20 years ago? There was the notion that a first-run draft pick is one of the more valuable things that you can trade. So teams mm. would not include more than two maybe three and you know all of these series of trades starting with huh i don't know what the one is that really kicked it off mm. uh there's an article uh, uh zach will mentioned this on his podcast that the thing that made him go oh 
wow, this is how many picks you have to move now, was Derek White getting acquired by the Celtics for both an unprotected first and a pick swap. Mm. And Derek White's a fine player in this, Andrew will attest. He has been a quality part of the Celtics rotation. Invaluable, even, you might say. But two picks for Derek White? You could In the past, you could get that guy for maybe one protected or a couple of seconds or a mm. salary dump or something like that. I mean, the Knicks had to give up their poor, like, def- I mean, it's lottery protected, but it does look like the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. Knock on wood. But to, to get uh, Josh Hart, who's going to be unrestricted this year, so you're going to have to pay the, sunk co- the cost to sign him or else you're just frittering away that pick this year, which, by the way, if the Knicks do happen to fall out of the playoffs, becomes four second-round draft picks somehow. Um, hmm. That's a – but that's what the market is right now, and you mm. cannot get it. I mean, that's why – OG Ananobi is still in well, Toronto because I was going to say was, was such a big. They were offered. There were three picks with varying degrees of protection. I'm not exactly sure what they are. I don't think I've read reporting about that. They got. I think Indiana March like offered three, and someone else did. I'm forgetting who else offered three picks for Ananobi, but definitely it was Indiana. And... I thought you thought the Knicks did last week. No, no, okay. the Knicks had. I think. I assume. I think they were all protected picks and so they mm. decided to spend less to get josh hart rather than three to get og and anobi mm. um which sure i can buy that uh it's uh, to me the weirdest the weirdest trade though of this draft of this draft of like trade deadline day was bones highland for second round picks why i have no, I, yeah i didn't get that either why did Den? He's a he's a valued part of that team, and they gave him up for nothing. Well, is if it, you read is a reporting it, on it, it seems like he was not. Um, wasn't one of the players? Was it Aaron Gordon or Jamal Murray who was openly like not saying his name, but saying his name with uh, in regards to not being a great teammate and understanding his role? Like maybe there was maybe. something I weird mean, with Bones Highland. He does. He does have heat check. Yeah, yeah, I like, think there was the something about room. Bone Thailand that they were like, we're moving on from Bone Thailand. They, and they picked up uh, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Reggie, big government Jackson, as he's known. He's, um, Reggie Jackson's a delight. When I went to um, Hawks Clippers uh, a few weeks ago, that he, during the timeout, they were playing um, Metallica, just blasting Metallica in, uh, in the Sandman. arena. And uh, yeah, it was Sandman. And Reggie is over there, like him is going up to John Collins and just like dancing and rocking out. Like he was just headbanging for a solid like 20 seconds. And John Collins got into it. It's like they're they're not supposed to be vibing together, but it was funny because John's the nicest guy in the Hawks and most genuine. And I think Reggie's a genuine dude who's just and like, will never get traded. Yeah, he will never get traded. And it was just a, it was a nice moment. Uh, Reggie was just having some fun, just five, like he was. He's a funny guy. I don't know. He was just headbanging for a solid 20 seconds. I don't think I've ever read anything about teammates disliking Reggie Jackson. He's been, you know, he's yeah. lost a step. But I guess, look, if, if in a play, like I was doing the Bill Simmons body language check uh, all throughout the game. And the body language doctor over here, uh, in terms of Reggie Jackson and John Collins, good body language from those two. Fair. Mm-hmm. Bones Island, though, can't report. I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, that's like. Yeah, he's a 
good player. I like him. I mean, I like okay, him too. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe he's a little cocky and headstrong and likes chucking 30 footers when he should get the ball down low to. He might think he's Trey Young and it's like, no, we need you to be like Aaron Holiday. Mm. Also, no how cool would he be if his name was not Bones Highland? Bones Highland's a really cool name. Bones is a good nickname. Yeah. Like Miles McBride on the Knicks, who everyone calls Deuce. Deuce that, McBride. That's it's a, that's a name. cool name. Yeah. Deuce McBride's a cool name. There's a tight end who hasn't re- signed yet. His name's Deuce Robinson, uh, five-star tight end high school. It's like that. You're going to be a star. Like Deuce Robinson, there's no way you're not a really good player. Like Deuce Robinson. Deuce McAllister. Mm. Deuce is just Excellent. good. Yeah. Deuce is good. It's a good name. Um, Andrew, who do you think made a bigger mistake doing nothing at the deadline, Toronto or Chicago? I'm going to say, like, one didn't do anything at the deadline because I feel like the opportunities that they had to possibly do something at the deadline, it would have cost them a bit more. So I get why. Toronto didn't do anything at the deadline um, because you would have had to part with, I think people were probably going to be asking too much and it's like, eh, don't want to give that up. But at the same time, I still need to make a move. So like I could like seeing Masai's face in the kind of like the post, uh, trade deadline presser that he did. I want to say it was either after the game or before the game, but basically dude was like, look, we wanted to make moves, but the moves would have been entirely too costly for us. Um, So I get it. Chicago not making a move. Toronto did pick up Pirtle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not even sure if they're they going to start they him. Could. That was so weird. But, it's, but is it, but is it more so? Well, is it more they so are. the case for Toronto that it's like, okay, yeah, we got Jakob Pertl, who isn't terrible. No, he's, so, he's same, a solid starting. But center. at the same time, it's like what we wanted to do in like December in terms of the trade deadline. By the way, Jakob Pertl to what we did with a, with a pick from the Knicks in the Andrea Bargnani trade, but I'm not. No. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, but like what we wanted to do like two months ago as compared to what we did on the actual I, I, day. I, I, I get I mean, it. Chicago, I, I think, though, is the well, team. Well, they needed to, to strip it down to the studs and they just didn't. Well, I don't think they I don't think they want to do that. It's more so look, we have invested, we are too deep in the water now to just say oh, this isn't going to work. We mm. at least need to see it on the floor to figure think, out, oh, this isn't going to work. Going by Bulls Twitter, I, I think they, they would have an answer to that, which is... Oh, it's not I think they do work. too. But this yeah. is, you got to remember, this is... I'm not saying that the, that they're going full Garpax era with it, but it definitely gives off that vibe of they're going to try and stick this out as long as possible. They're going to Washington Wizards it in a perpetual quest to get into the play-in tournament. But the difference is Beal is okay for whatever reason with this situation in DC. Like he, he was just, even mentioned, he's just he's fine. just hanging like out. Maybe, he got the supermax. He, he's fine. He, 
They're Levine though apparently has tuned team. out Billy Donovan, right? Like that oh, was. Oh, I I have been watching. I like every time you watch the Bulls play, Zach Levine looks utterly miserable. I think he would certainly benefit from a change of scenery, right? And some of those. Uh, the, I mean, he hasn't really recovered from the knee injury yet, so mm. that's kind of holding him back. And he does the like the explosiveness comes and goes with him, but he just ooh. Speaking of speaking of body language. Yeah, but why not? Move? I guess. Sorry, I went into a Dennis Miller 1988 mode. You, <laughs> you really about did. Body language. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, can you be though. Dennis Miller for the rest of the no. pod? Oh no. God, no! Please no. do no. not. I swear no. to God, no. I would sprain something. That's Bob, not. That's contraindicated by my doctor. Here's something that I have a question for you, and Andrew. Bob, if you had to be another sportscaster on this pod for the next 30 minutes, who do you think you would be able to do the best job of for 30 minutes? Ooh. Who do you think you've listened to or seen the most that you could pull I, off? I have not. Minutes? I mean, the, the person I listen to is, is... Okay. If you mean... Do you mean broadcasters like Gary, Keith, and Ron? Because my answer is Gary, Keith, and Ron. Yeah. Oh, you could do Gary, Keith, and Ron. I can't do Gary, Keith, and Ron. One, okay. it's three guys, and I'm one guy. And I'm not going to. Could you do Keith? Sock puppets? No, no, they're okay. they're inimitable. Mm. You cannot. I cannot do a Keith Hernandez. It would just be a series of like sighs and strange noises when a player doesn't perform up to his standards. I, no, okay. uh, the person I've listened, the, Gary Keith, and Ron, who I've listened to the most. If you're talking about talking heads, yeah, and pundits i mean mm. it's probably francesa but i don't have like a pocket francesa i've never heard a. Can, i've never heard you do a francesa i don't have a francesa okay i'm not gonna do funny voices that's not your i'm not that's not what dance this pod is about dance. yeah no <laughs> it's not a talent i have i can't do it um andrew could you do anybody who do you think that you've watched enough um, that you're like i could probably do a whole pod just pretending to be that person it, it, it depends and it also depends on my mood so like mm. say if they were doing the super bowl this year if cbs was doing the super bowl hello friends this is jim nance i am sitting here with uh my good friends rob silverman and chase thomas on uh, cbs america's uh, you gotta like you're too interested you're too interested in what's going on you gotta <laughs> down yeah, but, but, but here's the thing bring down but, the but, but it depends on the nance atmosphere though hmm. if it's a big afc game in like november december like you can tell he's fired up so like what was it uh buffalo cincinnati for the um for the playoff game or no for the regular Last season year? game he was oh. fired up he was fired up for that one but like you give him like a an october day and like a halfway decent, it goes into you know, golf mode. An intersectional NFC AFC game where he's just kind of like, eh, like he's not interested. Really, huh? there it's an intersectional game. Yeah. <laughs> Hold You're on. Welcome. I um. <laughs> it, it, here's what's funny too. It's a critical I... race theory game, really. It's sort of a post-Marxist. <laughs> It's a it's a postmodern Brecht game. Yeah, yeah so the game go. will not be played in Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a winner. Hey, uh, I finally got one. I got a zinger. You did. It's a good zinger. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I uh, I wonder if Nance does an interview this off season. I want to Nance. Jimmy Traina or um, yeah, Richard Deech interview Nance. where he just unloads. He's like, yeah. It's true. The Romo stuff has been awful. 
Like we, he's fair, gotten terrible. I want out. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, he's got to go. The, here's the thing. Like it's, I don't think Romo's been that bad this year. Mm. Like, I don't know. I haven't watched as many CBS games as maybe, well, Bob, AFC is more CBS. How many Jets games has Romo called? They're not usually in that top slot. Mm. So who who do you get the most? I feel like we Andrew get gets Daryl Johnson Eagle. the most. We get yeah, we get yeah, like, like so Eagle the Fox Eagle. like we'll get like the Fox number two or three crew. Robert Smith, uh, Vikings yeah, legend. Yeah, Jonathan Vilma, who should not be allowed I, to call Falcons I games honestly, and has called like seven in the last three years. Aside from Romo, because I yeah, I got his his tricky mannerisms are pretty much, you know what you're going to get with 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 Tony, but mm. to me NFL announcers are. I, I can't tell them. I could. I could pick out Tony Romo. I know when Gus mm. Johnson's calling a game. I know when Ian Eagle is calling a game because they have a somewhat distinctive voice. But the other ones, it just. It's just. It's just large men in very tight fitting suits, and 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 it all starts to wash over me. I'm too busy getting mad at the Jets to really pay attention to what mm. they're saying. Yeah. Like baseball. Baseball. I know how Gary Keith and Ron call a game. Back when Marv was calling the Knicks, there's a very specific rhythm to Marv Albert calling a Knicks game. That is mm. entirely with the organ, with the organ in the background. Just oh, God. is Tommy better than, uh, or is Mike better than Marv? Mike Breen? Mm. No, Marv's better. No, okay. well, it depends what you want. I mean, look, mm. Mike Breen. Uh, Mike Breen called is a consummate bang. professional. Mike, Mike Breen yes. saying "bang" when your yes. team is down and you hit and they hit a, and the other team hits a backbreaking shot. No, no, bump that. I don't like it. Uh, but Marv's rhythms were the rhythm of so many of those Knicks teams. Like he was hmm. in, he was it. That was the sound that I hear when I think of watching a Knicks game. Like it's it's hmm. it's the thing about Marv is there was always you always got the feeling that he was. Like suffering severe gastric and like distress, but trying to hide it. So, so, and he would say things like, and a facial by Wilkins. And you're like, yes, and yes, and the foul. And it's like, oh wow, he's passing a kidney stone. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Spectacular move by Michael Jordan. And there's always something very cramped and and distended like i feel like his colon is being given a workout <laughs> in every game well i mean it's the same way with like kenny albert calling a hockey game kenny albert is, it's weird it sounds like marv but he's not marv he, it, 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 it sounds like marv he's not marv but at the same right. time if you listen for like five minutes like those side conversations that that, that happen during a game kenny is much better at than albert than marv albert was mainly because marv had a lot of he would have a lot of guys talking over him on mm. on stuff. Um, I do enjoy the fact that when Marv Albert retired, though, so you know, like when, um, like when Pat Summerall retired and then John Madden retired, and they had like these enormous, just like, oh my goodness, like you've done so much for the sport, you've done so much for you know broadcasting and all that, and so when Marv Albert retired, it was just like, Marv Albert, you've had such a great career. We are totally going to ignore that, that vacation you took uh, from the NBA on NBC in the late nineties. 
We're not going to talk about I, it. I don't know what happened. We are not going to talk about it. But fine. what a great career you had. That's, that was basically it. Um, How long yeah. ago did he stop calling Knicks games? It's been a while. I think he retired. I don't know when he retired. I mean, he was still doing national. The Knicks fired him. That's why okay. he didn't retire from the Knicks. The Knicks let him go in the early 2000s because James Dolan felt he was too critical of the team on air. Early to <laughs> mid 2000s. Seriously. Which, sure. I don't think Bob Rathburn's going to have that problem for the Hawks. I, no, no, no. They, they, they want, I mean, not that Mike Breen is any kind of Homer either. Like Mike Breen, if he no. sees the Knicks screwing he's up, just he'll say something. he's just nice. Marv, yeah. though, would get in little little jibes. Marv would do mm. that also with his, with his uh, color commentator. <laughs> what Marv would do, especially when Johnny Hoops Andreese was his color guy, mm-hmm. he would be, he would just drop deadpan insults and make it clear. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> another another brilliant insight. <laughs> Johnny Hoops. And it's just like, wow, you're just, and, and, and Andreezy would either ignore it or he never caught it. That was the thing that was so delightful about him. Mm. Um, Andreezy was also, he would just throw out these moments where, that were just downright homoerotic about players' bodies and, and didn't seem to realize that that's what he was saying on air. And he would, he would start mm. felling about like, look at the chiseled form on, on, on Charles Oakley. And, and, and it was, and Marv would just sort of, you could feel Marv sort of sitting there nodding, waiting to get through it so he could get it in another pot shot. But Marv would do the same thing with the Knicks. And uh, evidently ownership uh, did not cotton to that. So they let Marv go. Marv was still like, I, I enjoy Marv on, 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 on the national broadcast before he, he hung up his shingle. That was, that was always delightful. He's he's to me the voice of the. He, there is a particular like, if you see a guy, if you see, if you're thinking about the '90s NBA, Marv is the voice that, he's, that yep. is narrating that. Hmm. Him, him, either the combination of Marv Albert, Bill Walton, with either Steve yeah. Snapper Steve Jones, Snapper and, Steve Jones, or or Matt Gukas, which yeah. I personally, I mean, Bill Walton invented trolling on those oh, 90s absolutely. NBC broadcasts. Like, Bill Walton would just say ridiculous things. Like, Go back like and watch the say, Lakers-Nets finals, and he's just, Bill Walton was doing all that, but it's, how many people even know that Bill Walton was calling NBA finals games? And wearing the tie. But, yeah. but, but Gav, remember, mm. he was also the lead guy for the NBA um on ESPN hmm. at one point because he said that, something yeah. about, Oh God, I want to hmm. say it might've been, he, he said, I remember he said a line, but it was perhaps the greatest commentary NBA line I've ever heard, which was that is the worst shot in the history of the yeah. Sacramento King. <laughs> Everything was the worst or the best. Or like he spent the entire 1999 Knicks playoff run complaining about Larry Johnson's big L gesture. Mm. If you what recall, do you not like about it, Larry Johnson? So in the 19, for those who weren't around for this yeah, or like don't the, remember, yeah, Larry, Larry Johnson would when yeah. he hit a three, he would do this with his arms because mm. he's now. Mm. 
So he's the big L, Larry Johnson. And Bill Walton was like, that is a disgusting display <laughs> by Larry Johnson. Like he would, he would really channel Skip Bayless mm-hmm. for these broadcasts. And you could tell he didn't mean it at all. I, I kind of found it exhausting and infuriating because I just wanted to watch the game and watching and having to listen to Bill Walton feign disgust about things was not fun. And it's weird because like now that he's calling Pac-10 games, he doesn't do that at all. He, he just, just did you hear his Mastodon voice last night? I did not, but he made I a did. Mastodon voice. There was a Mastodon outside of like the B-roll, and this yeah. man, when they're going to break, is just like <laughs> he's just i just there are two things that there are two bill walton lines that i i've never like if i'm listening to a broadcast usually it takes a lot for me to just laugh hysterically mm-hmm. but there was one time where it was pac-12 championship game and it's like you know damn near midnight 11 o'clock something like that and it's early in the game so it's wash it's it's arizona and somebody mm-hmm. and he's on with jason benetti so it's him and benetti doing the broadcast and bill walton just drops the line no it was dave pash it was dave pash and uh bill walton and like in the first four minutes Arizona's at the line, and all of a sudden, here, have you ever visited the waiting room of a prison? <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? And, and you can tell that Dave Pash is just losing it, and he can't. He's like, no, Bill, I can't. I, I, I never have. He's, oh, I haven't either. I was just wondering. Um, and then there was, uh, there was is another. He, is one. he doing the 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 what should we call it the. Is it observational who, humor? <laughs> no, the guy who played the guy who played the guy who played the uh, the lead in the Mission Impossible TV series, Peter the, from Airplane, the airplane moment where the, where I, the pilot I don't, keeps I going. I don't know if he's doing like, that, Jimmy. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Um, yeah. No, I don't think he's doing that. Some, but... Just some 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 light. Uh, mm-hmm. Some yeah, jokes from the movie well, Airplane. It was, but but the other one was so. Remember when Arizona got popped by the NCAA for the payments and stuff? Peter. Well, they were doing Arizona, Oregon, and mm. Bill Walton Peter was saying, Graves. Thank you. Yeah, Peter Graves. Peter Graves. <laughs> Uh, well, so he was sitting there and he was <laughs> like, "I'm so mad. I'm gonna ride my bike up a mountain," and I'm just like. Bill, you were six eleven with absolutely terrible seven two. knees. Seven two. He was seven two. He oh. always said he was six eleven. He might be six eleven now he, from the back he, stuff. In the footsteps. We shrink as we get older. Playing playing height, he was he was taller than Kareem. He may yeah. have been. Oh, yeah, that's true. that's true. But he but he, he is a like, cyclist though, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, no, he does ride his bike around yeah. like. He, but he, he was like, I'm so mad. I'm gonna ride my bike up a mountain. It's weird, too, because Luke doesn't have any of these qualities. Like, any Luke interview, I'm like, this man has none of his dad's personality whatsoever. Luke doesn't have the same vibe. It's interesting what passes is, is over. He, um, is he an assistant coach somewhere? Is he yeah, with the Cavs. He's an oh, assistant okay. coach with the Cavs. I figured he might be somewhere in um, some, like, 
not not necessarily administration, but like somewhere like in somebody's front office as like an assistant GM or he's an assistant coach. That's 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 that's, uh, same difference. It's fine. Um, Andrew. Can you explain yeah, yeah. to me why the Pistons traded for James Wiseman when you already have Jalen Durant? Like, are they maybe, just going to do? They maybe traded for James. I think it's That's over, right? Didn't it get approved? I don't know. No, I... they got seventy-two hours, and I think the clock. I thought they so already. Friday, oh, I thought Saturday. I read that. It's Hold today, on, I'm... I think. They yeah, like, like it'll it'll probably be it's resolved today by, by either today or tomorrow. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. That's a good trade. You got James Wiseman for okay, so I, I think it's a terrible so trade. It's a it's a what? So what, terrible what, what trade. Troy Reavers, what Troy, the, so the analysis coming out of it is essentially you're doing a redraft yeah, of the second draft. James Wiseman, mm. which I get, but at the same time, it's also like you just did this with Marvin Bagley. Why? Yeah. Right. Look, you take a flyer on him. He's been in your starting. They're playing you, to start you, him you over Jalen Durant. We need another next to Stu. I yes, feel like you need more depth. I feel I feel like if if the give Pistons it a shot. Look, they're look, they're, the Pistons are going to have one of the depth. three worst records in the league this year. Again. Why wouldn't you give him a shot? <laughs> Why wouldn't you give? Because James, you don't like, need James big. Like thirty. You don't games. need bigs who can't shoot. You have enough of those. Okay, so then you have two talented like rim protectors and rim runners, and you can then get rid of one of them. I mean, Isaiah Stewart, Nerlens Noel, Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman. Yeah, yeah, Noel's probably going to get bought out. Okay, well, yeah. even still, I just, uh... I think it's a, I think it's a perfectly cromulent well, deal to take well, a flyer. Well, and to, to be fair, Golden nothing. State did. It. I remember saying this on draft night, and I don't say this about lottery picks anyway. Mm. But it, it, 2020 was weird for several reasons. And the Warriors picking number two in the draft is like number 745 on like, that list. If the they didn't happens, need him. They the did 2020 not redraft happens today, like, I think. He might fall out of the freaking lottery. Oh, it definitely would. Uh, it's like the, the top three is going to be something like. Um, it'll still be like. Uh, Edwards, Ball, and then yeah. Halliburton. That's your top yeah. three. Somewhere, probably Edwards, Halliburton, Ball. Yeah, yeah. But, so would Halliburton just, go to the Warriors in that scenario? Yeah, yeah. That he would be better. better for you know what? Man. Honestly, I think they should. I think the Warriors should have gone Ball, but oh, I agree yeah. with you. That was, but that but was one not even a hindsight. I think at hindsight be, we were all fair, just like, just take ball. What are you doing? But to be, Figure but it out. to be fair, it was also a situation where it's like we have ball a lot was, of shooters. Ball was playing limited games in Australia at that point. Nobody could travel because of COVID. There yeah. wasn't a lot of game tape on. Any so you're of essentially these going on feel. Yeah. At that point, you're going on feel, and it's kind of like, okay. We already like what you provide on the floor. We necessarily do not need hmm. because we already have it. So we could beef up, you know, we could get stronger in the post, build some depth there. So I get why you get Wiseman, but it was like once they got him and they plugged him into the offense and the system, it was just like, oh. Yeah, this is not gonna work. Um, yeah, well, because I mean, he's more of a traditional big than he is. He's a he's a he's he's a he's a he's a very he is a he is a classic center. He, in theory, can protect the rim, rebound, 
run, you know, dive to the rim on pick and rolls. You know, he has a nice touch and he can create in the post and he can get off good shots in the post. It's just defensively, he looks lost a lot of the time and he hasn't, he just hasn't played much. What did he get at Kansas? Three games? Memphis. Memphis. It was a couple games. of games, then he got rolled ineligible pretty quick. Yeah. Right. So you're talking about a guy who's played very little professional basketball over the last three, four years mm. now. So that said, I, I, I think Detroit is the perfect place for him to go. Where else? You want to give him 20 to 25 minutes a night for the rest of the year. How many other teams can legitimately say, yes, we can do that right now? But um, I guess in terms of long-term hmm. planning, that's where I'm just kind of like, Okay, let's say let's say Wiseman shows Detroit something this year. Mm. You, you look, you pick up maybe you pick up his fifth year option, right? You've still got him on a low paying deal. If he is a rotation big, and so is Duran, who's on my fantasy team, so I'm well aware of how of, the, of some of the good games he's had recently. I need to get back into fantasy basketball. It's fun. It's fun. It's a way to look at box scores and think, oh. That's my guy, and <laughs> that's someone else's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- let's say you are now suddenly overstocked with bigs in Detroit. Okay, that's not a bad problem to have for a team whose who's only job right now is accumulating more talent. That's their job. Talent and tanking. And tanking. Well, they got the tanking part under control because uh, Cade Cunningham is – vanished into thin air and no longer exists as a person how is he out for the whole year what was that injury man so okay so break it down so essentially it was do we want to do do we want to continue a stop and start aspect with a team that's probably going to be where they are now which is on the lower you know lower third of the league um, cl- closer to dead last than they are reaching the you know the second third uh, competent tier of the league. Do we want to keep stop and starting this, or do we want to correct this now, and we aren't having to repeat the process multiple times over the next few years? So essentially, it was sacrifice this year, so four or five years down the road we still aren't doing this. So that's why they did it. The problem was... I mean, how bad is the injury? Is it a legitimate... <clears throat> it's a legitimate injury. It's, it's it's a legitimate injury, but it was also... We can still keep doing treatment and plugging it along, but... But, the, what's the, but why risk it, like him getting hurt worse? Or why, yeah, why, why risk repeating the same process we've been repeating, essentially since the summer um so i, I, I get I why they not, did it but also it was just kind of like yeah I'm go back to you Monk. on this andrew i i have another yeah. pistons question it's pistons chat time, it is. Guys. i hope this involves Boyan. no oh well. my question is about Jaden ivy hmm. i am unimpressed with Jaden. oh really bob's yeah. not a Jaden ivy guy not a well, I've been a Jaden Ivey guy since like his freshman year, and I was just like, "Yeah, this dude, give 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 this dude time." Um, yeah, I, 
it's just I heard all I mean, maybe these were unfair or wrong, but I heard all the pre-draft comparisons to John Morant, and he's not John Morant. See, that's see, once again, stop we, we gotta stop doing draft comparisons. I I get it. I get sue me. Oh, Bob loves his yeah, draft I- comparisons. He loves draft season. Bob, how deep are you into this draft for in the NFL? Like, are you six rounds I, deep I, now? No, no. I mean, there, there's a steady trickle of mocks. We've gotten uh, one Dane Brugler <laughs> so far, one Daniel yeah. Jeremiah. Um, CBS is still putting them out every single day, so I try to take a gander. I, and I don't, really? like when, I don't like when CBS is doing, like, multiple uh, mocks from – from like four or five people a week. They got hate four it. mock drafters at CBSSports.com. Those guys, they just shuffle through all of their mocks. And Pete Prisco sucks anyway. So. <laughs> Whoa. Shots wow, fired. Wow, Pete Prisco Whoa. catching strays. Isn't Don't he at the like NFL those. Network now rather than CBS? I think I he's think still he's at, at CBS. I think, I thought, yeah, I thought he was still at CBS. I don't like him. He sucks. But he's wow. also not on the broadcast or on the podcast. No, anymore. he's. Cool. I think, but I think he still does like this. Oh, he doesn't do this whole CBS Sports Now stuff. No, I'm saying the one with Brinson, who's good. Uh, Will oh, Brinson, no, 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 the no, no, CBS no, no, Sports no, no. NFL show. He doesn't do it with them anymore. No, he doesn't do that. But I think he's still on like the CBS Sports like app stuff. Um, yeah. I had to block Pete Prisco because I'm just like, dude, wow. all Let's you're doing is just trolling. Okay. All, all you're doing is just trolling, and it's not like a good troll you're just like this is my opinion it's it's absolutely garbage but just remember i'm trolling you all it's like dude no it's not it's not really mock draft season until after we get a we get a racist uh gm yeah, yeah, yeah. not going on the record yeah or or i was <laughs> gonna say the combine but that works too that works too sure sure um I, I'm not knee deep in the moxie, but I, 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 there are a couple of guys who I think would be great for the Jets. Uh, I've been talked out of my Anthony Richardson. Uh, oh dream. yeah, you don't want to get in the Anthony Richardson business. You want to get in the Hinton Hooker business, Bob. I was intrigued by Anthony real Richardson. leader. Uh, but now I'm now I'm now I'm now I'm, uh, I'm squarely focused on the Jets taking a, a solid uh, offensive lineman, maybe a maybe a Paris Johnson or a Broderick Jones or Skoronsky if he falls. So that's don't do that. Uh, the Jets need Ooh. to stop killing these offensive linemen. They need to stay they away. Need to get them up. They don't have any. They got, they got two guys. They keep getting hurt. You keep drafting them and they keep getting hurt. Mekhi Beckham. I didn't do that. I didn't yeah. hurt them. Um, Andrew, last thing on the Pistons though. Why didn't? Why do you think ultimately they did not trade Bojan? Why do you think that they kept him? Do you think he's actually going to be a long-term part of this rebuild or do you think that he still gets moved or something this summer? <clears throat> I think okay, so this is my theory. Um they kept him because one teams might may have been asking for too much. Two teams didn't want to part with maybe a pick or a player. Um so when we saw all that movement from the Lakers, mm. it kind of made sense for me. Okay, he was like one of their top three targets, and yeah, the Lakers, when they realized, the Lakers clearly wanted him, but th- that all went to pot once they got in the D'Angelo Russell business. Well, yeah, and it, and it turned into okay, how can we? It's like we have this short list of guys. If option one doesn't work, let's go to 
you know, plan B, plan C. For by the way, it, it for seems those, like for multiple debt. I, it guys. seems odd to me that the Lakers didn't throw in that last 2019 pick and get the superior Miles Turner Buddy Heald package that was apparently on the table this summer, as opposed to D'Angelo Vanderbilt and Lake Beasley. I feel I, like. He, I feel yeah. like getting Miles Turner would have been better, and and Buddy Hield would have been a better outcome, especially if they'd had them for the whole season. Um, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, those are some solid. Uh, no, not to delve like, into Lakers talk again, but the Lakers—that's a team. If they make the play-in, could and LeBron is healthy, and 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 Anthony Davis is healthy, they could they could very easily go on a run. I have not seen it though. On. No one's done it. No one's done it I'm from the not, bottom seeds. But here's the, the thing. 1999 New York Knicks. Knicks. Yeah. 1999 New York Knicks. I'm 24 years ago? Good man. I, I, yes, I, I love everything about the Western Conference only because it turned into – Are you, are you on the Suns bandwagon now? Are you of the – I, I am, that, I am on the – Amigos are, are going to be able to – I, I I am on the 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 bandwagon and the train of everybody in the Western Conference basically punking Denver and Memphis, saying you guys do not have what it takes. You don't have what we are going to do is we are going to load up, and all of a sudden it's just like. Denver is kind of like whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like it's like watching a horse race, and you see like the two horses that are clearly leading the pack, like about to hit that third turn. I'm excited or, for the conversations between like uh, Kyrie and Luca about like Dr. Yakub. That's that. Those oh, are the fun comments that I want to sit in on. There were some yeah. very very funny tweets when that. Oh yeah, there was oh, some fantastic. It tweets. was a, um, that was a good Twitter night. The whole. Well, now that he's in Dallas, I'm glad Kyrie will have some spare time to like wander up and down Dealey Plaza and hit up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, t- shout out to Alex Kirshner, um, who came, who Split basically, yeah, he he basically dropped the um, yeah, <laughs> putting Kyrie where JFK was shot is <laughs> um, is really perfect. I said, hey, first stop, Grassy Knoll. Like, let's let's do it. Um, no. But no, if you look Kyrie, at Denver, Kyrie, but, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan podcast win. They're all but, they're all close now. But they if you do, do, but if you do, if you look at Denver and Memphis, there's always been this vibe from everybody else in the league where it's yes, just kind of no like, one thinks they're yeah. a real contender. It's like there, no one actually is. But it's is, a different is. vibe. I think I don't know. I think people think Denver's a real contender. I just don't think Denver's like, very good. I think Denver's winning the very West. Good, like I'm not moving off. I I Bucks. Uh, Nuggets making the finals and the Bucks it's winning a, it all, but but I, but I wow, think the it's, lowest ratings of any finals in history. Yeah, but I think that's what's going to happen. That would be great, though. Look, yeah. for, Jokic for, versus Giannis, basketball dorks like us, a Jokic Giannis showdown. Yeah, no, that would be, be great. Awesome, but no, I, I I do think that there is a. I feel like nobody believes in Memphis, which I think yeah. is kind of funny. Um, They're because it's like stinks. You know, no, no, no. Hey, hey, I'm they, not doubting it, but I do right. think that everybody's essentially looking at Denver and is like, "Yeah, when it comes down to nut cutting time, you guys do not have." Memphis is a well-coached team. John Morant is delightful and a revelation, but and and they and 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 uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably the defensive player of the year. That and they've got all you know quality role players, but. 
they don't. They don't have. They don't have a second. They don't have a secondary uh, shot creator who can take pressure off job, and that's what's gonna. They might get the back. Warriors in round one and bounced immediately. No, I I do not believe this year's Warriors are doing anything. If Steph's you healthy, yeah, would you really if, bet against this year's Steph Warriors Curry against the Grizz in a seven game series in round one? Yeah, I think I, I just uh, you haven't. I, everyone is banking on the you know championship pedigree of the Warriors and then being able to turn it on when they're finally healthy and uh you know uh finally healthy is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. Mm-hmm. Wiggins hasn't been hasn't been right all year. Yeah. Clay Thompson has been He dropped like sixty the other night. He did. He will have games where he looks like Clay Thompson. It's he's shooting forty percent three again. Clay's good. He shot like five for twenty last night. But I'm he's saying just, on the year he's still shooting over forty percent. But he and he's he does not he looks so slow and he's not the, the defensive player he was before the injuries. Mm. Like, I, the, you'd need to you'd need to. See I don't know, I don't think they're winning the title, but I just think I would take them in a seven game I series. Wanna see, I want to see a ten game stretch this season where they look like last year's Warriors. Hmm. Just fair. for ten games because it hasn't happened once. That's fair. All year. I just. I don't know what the Nuggets, like, why people are so afraid to pick the Nuggets. Like, and I like what they did. Thomas Bryant's been good for the Lakers. I think it's a good backup. Like, they bring in Bones, or they br- get exit Bones no, Highland, Bones Island, and they yeah. bring in Reggie Jackson. I think Reggie's fine. But, like, Aaron Gordon's been a borderline all-star. Jokic is a borderline MVP again. Jamal Murray's getting is right. KCP shooting, like, 45% from three. Their closing five is going to be the best in the West. And I just I don't know why people are doubting the Nuggets. What do the Nuggets have to do? The Nuggets is, have to make it to an NBA Finals once in their history. Yeah, That's they yeah. got to the conference finals. They're close. They've they been did. close. Okay, they have a couple of times, a few times. I think they got there in the '80s, also, and you know, the mellow team. The mellow team, the yeah, the mellow team made it in 08, but it was just like right. The mellow Chauncey yeah. Billups team, they made it there. Mm. And, you know, a couple of years ago, they did. So was it the Lakers? Did they get? Was yeah. it Lakers? Yeah, okay. Lakers yeah. got rid of them. Lakers um, got rid of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's they end lost here. The Lakers in the '80s, also one season, I believe they made it to the finals under the Doug Moe teams. You know, yeah. Yeah. the Alex English teams. Um, but because Denver has never been, Denver has been a Denver has there aren't too many like really fallow Denver Nuggets teams over the last thirty years, and that's certainly an accomplishment for a small market team. But uh, I just don't think anyone. No one thinks the Nuggets are going to are going to win the NBA Finals because they never had before. I think it's just they're second bad. in offense, third or thirteenth in defense, third in net rating overall. I just when it comes when it comes down to nut cutting time, I don't think they got the gumption to do it. Do they not have that dog in them? Are you saying Jokic doesn't have that dog in him? You I think, think Jokic does. Does. doesn't have that I dog. Think, in I think him? I think Jokic does, mm. but I, I so and this is going to be a terrible comparison. Sure, but, but. It, it feels on point. So remember when the Trailblazers made the the conference finals, and we all had that vibe of team. yeah, we're all like, team. you're like, oh, this cool, that was great. You're gonna run. you're gonna this you're gonna stay in you're gonna stuff is you're exhausting. gonna, you're gonna stay in games. Game it's like that was awesome. No, no, it was great, but it was like it's like you're gonna stay in games, but when it comes down to it, yeah. Spilled some coffee in no. there. Hopefully, no one in the pot no. saw that. that it ain't. Okay. I saw that, but I I've yeah, done it, Bob. Yeah, I was, I was, coffee right on my yeah. shirt. 
Um, That's good. Awesome. So, okay. can I get a can I get a wet nap? You know, we got a Jamie. 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 Um, yeah. So I look at that. I look at that Nuggets team, and I'm just like, I don't see it because if they say if they run into a a Golden State mm-hmm. in the semifinals, man, you're you're not you're telling me that they will slay the dragon. Yes. I, I think I gotta see it to Phoenix. believe it. I could see them even losing to Memphis. I, I'm not worried about the the Golden State about this year's model. The Golden State Warriors two track thing that Myers was trying to do. It, I'm it look, has not, I get it. I get it. it but I'm, also, I'm one of those people. I gotta see it happen. Okay. Well, and here <clears throat> are the Suns the favorite with Kevin Durant or are you a Kevin Durant doubter? I am a Kevin Durant sons giving up too much and their depth being a serious problem. Even with Terrence Ross entering the fold here, I don't think they're winning the West. I, I think this is a collection where they Kevin Durant has now recreated another, um, another Brooklyn situation where there's no depth. They have the star guys on paper. They're a great paper team. Chris Paul has never made it through an NBA playoffs uh, unscathed. So he'll be banged up at some point. And then it's just a lot of KD and Devin Booker. And we'll see Devin Booker has not been healthy all are, are year. Are we talking about just the West? Or are we talking about winning the actual finals? Winning the actual finals. Oh, it's Boston's year. Oh, no. It's... Sorry, Andrew. It's Boston's year. Why is it oh, sorry, Andrew? That's a positive, me. Andrew. I'm don't doing do this, this to you. Me. I am do doing to it me. to you. I am. I don't like I'm this. doing it. I don't like this. I do not. I I am like halfway to the emotional <laughs> investment point, <laughs> and I do not like this. It, they're gonna I win it. They're gonna this. win it. Andrew, Andrew, just put a, put a, put a bookmark on this pod, okay? We will revisit Bob, it. Bob, I will June. find you. You know what? I will end Pretty you. Clear. I don't like this. You could, you could. I'm, I'm practically on Google Maps. It's not hard to find mm. me. You don't have to threaten that. Listen. I don't like this. As a as a diehard Celtics hater, it mm. brings me no pleasure to say this, but it's their year. They're the, they're the most complete team in basketball, and Jason Tatum has taken another step, and so has, has. Jalen. So is Jalen Brown. They are. They How serious is the Jalen Brown Jaylen. thing? He's gone for a month. What's his issue? Uh, so he may come back early mm-hmm. and just put a mask on. Um, so which I'm just like, oh my. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I like what they did at the deadline, where you add Mike more Buck shooting. Nell's own Mike Muscala for all you Bucknell yes. fans out there. Hold on. If you're gonna do that, what's their what's their mascot, Bob? What's Bucknell's bas- mascot? Um, I know what it is. I know what it is. is it Bucknell is it the Eagles? No. <clears throat> I'll give you one. No, the guess. animal family. It isn't. It's an animal. Yeah, shocker. Um, it's not tigers. It's not like wildcats. Bulldogs. Close. Uh, huskies. Is it no. a husky team? What is it? No. The bison. Bucknell bison. There are a lot of buffalo in upstate New York. Um, well, here's the thing about no, buffalo. buffalo bison. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I have a question about the West. Sure. 
yeah. I have a question about the Western Conference. So mm. I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you. Yeah, let's go. Let's go four teams. I'm going to give you four teams. Mm. Tell me which one could make the conference finals. Just Kings. make the conference finals. Yeah, we, just, we just make the conference finals. Or can we say any of the four? Any of the four. Okay. Kings, Mavericks, Timberwolves, Clippers. Oh, uh, two. I'll say Clippers and Mavericks. I will say Kings and Mavericks. Kings haven't been in the playoffs in like 15 like the years. Beam! Look like at you, man. You're putting beam. the Kings in the conference so, finals their first year making the playoffs so, in forever. Yes. Okay. So, I, so yes. I'm, just, I'm looking at this tweet, and basically it's kind of like, okay, it's a one through ten. Mm. So if the if based on this, we get a first round Kings Mavericks. I, I would I'm watch taking the Mavs, no question. Like I would I'm, watch. I'm putting a bunch of on the Mavs in that one. Mavs crush them. That might be a four one. A four one? I yeah. was who 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 in the post? I'm sorry. Who are they throwing the at Luca? Who are they throwing at Luca? De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, you, but but you, is you, it you, one you, of those? Luca's gonna get Luca's gonna get his thirty, like practically thirty. He's gonna get he's gonna put up his Oscar Robertson number. Yeah, he's yeah. burying the Kings in a round one series. Burying them. It, but mm-hmm. the Mavericks are poorly coached and on defense. Yes, yeah, and cannot guard. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't. They they have trouble guarding a traffic cone. But they're still and built for the playoffs. Assuming, There's not a better built for the playoffs than the Mavs. Nothing happens between now and the playoffs with Kyrie Irving. I think yeah. no, I think Kyrie will be fine. I will. I will he, say. He will, I think you're going to say he's going to stay be on his best behavior for March, April, May for four months. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. Four months of Kyrie on his best behavior. That has happened when recently? When was the last time that happened? They're holding up the, the how many days since the Kyrie meltdown sign <laughs> at the Mavericks factory. Is there a Twitter it, account it, for this? How many days how many since days Kyrie since was unnecessarily? No, free to crazy, yeah. that yourself. That's fine. Yeah. Well, if this if this were a 2012 Twitter, that would be happening, mm-hmm. and, and all of basketball point. Twitter would be retweeting it to the point where nobody wants to actually. And we would actually uh, be on this podcast. We'd be on Hoop Speak Live with Beckley Mason and. Uh, I'm Zach recording Harper. this on Ustream right now. <laughs> oh God, what a what a vibe! What a Ustream. Time. I only I only really started like I started learning about YouTube the same way everyone else did because friends would send me, you know, pretty much America's Funniest Home Video type things that were getting posted there and then shared around. I think the first thing I watched on on YouTube were the GI Joe parodies, mm. which are great if you've never seen them. Um, not that is very like, old school. Yeah, not not to be like, hey, look, I saw this posted on an ain't it cool news message board, but those GI Joe ones were great. Um, but Ustream, I discovered because that's what Stefan Marbury did when he recorded himself for twenty four hours in a row. Oh hmm. uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and that's the Vaseline eating episode in Marbs's career. Hmm. So those were some quality Knicks moments there. Um, how did we get to how did we get to Vaseline? Bring oh, Kyrie. take us out of this case. Let's pull pull this truck back. Up. Well, we were talking about Kyrie and how it all was gonna unfold and how many days it's Kyrie been. could very easily try to find his old Ustream account and 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 pull a Marbury between now and the playoffs. But that is nobody wants Kyrie and Luca if they are on the same page in a seven game series. There's not a team better built for a half court 
just put you demoralize you because you just have no answers for 40 we plus minutes of Luca and Kyrie. Last night. Hmm? They lost to the Kings. That's last fine. Night. I'm not like the playoff Luca is a different animal. He just made the Western Conference Finals. Luca, and we know where Kyrie's been and what he's been able to do in the playoffs. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I would not want any part of Kyrie and Luca. Your turn, my turn, in round one series. Like, they're going to make it through at least that one. Like, There's I just, not I don't... a lot of time for them to figure out how, like, to act. One, I don't and let's, and let's not, it, it, let's not act like, you know, we give, we, we, we like messing with Mike Brown, but. He's Mike, great. Mike Brown, Brown, good coach. Mike, Mike, good Brown, coach. Mike, Mike, coach. Mike, Mike Brown could absolutely coach circles. Around, around Jason, Jason yeah. Kidd. That's fair. I, I do like that the Mavs team building strategy is now uh, exploiting the market inefficiencies in problematic men. That's what they're. That's the way they're going. Um. Well, we'll end here. Yes, let's pick of the week, Bob. What's your pick of the week? What is my pick of the week? Hmm. Mm. Mm. I pass. I'm passing again. I know I should prepare for this, but I Andrew, don't that's me. your pick of the week. Pick of the week. Uh, you know, I have no idea. You know what my pick of the week is? Not Tennessee basketball, because this week has oh, been yeah. an what, two, absolute two nightmare. Losses? Not just two straight losses, Andrew. Or, yeah, like there's, okay. They were up two. With one second yeah. left in back-to-back games to Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, because and... Vanderbilt and Missouri. That's correct. I'm convinced that nobody in college basketball is good this year. Yeah. And the NCAA tournament is going to be an absolute cluster, you know what? Mm. And I, I cannot I, Unless you're a real basketball sicko, nobody knows who the top players are. On the, and nobody knows who the top teams are. Well, really okay, the, what the, the, the problem with that, though, is nobody's sticking around. So it's hard to gauge who the best players are. And the ones are. who the ones and and you know the two best prospects are playing in like the extreme Mountain Dew D League or whatever it's called now and mm. and and or playing for Metropolitan 92. By the way, I'm really jonesing to get a Wimbayana Metropolitan's 92 jersey. That Look at that's you. tight. I'm I'm eyeballing some very sketchy sites based in the Philippines to see if I can get it for 40 bucks. Um it's uh yeah, and look, I'm not the college hoops knower that you guys are, but I have no idea who the teams to watch in the tournament are. I mean, I it's probably Houston. About. I would say Houston's probably Houston, my favorite right Alabama, now. I don't know Purdue. how is that Houston Houston Cougars basketball power like powerhouse. When did that happen? Kelvin Sampson's done a great job in Houston. Yeah, so yeah, Kelvin Sampson is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Mm. Oh, Khaleesi, yes, Khaleesi. Yeah, I know. You all can hear that. Khaleesi has lost him. Yeah, we can she doesn't really bark. She's like, pod, over. Time to walk. Um, it, is, it, is, it is getting a, a bit on the, on the light side. It's, in any case. Well, yes. um, yeah, Tennessee yeah. basketball ruined my life uh, this week. And Sorry. that last last night was just uh, brutal. Hate it for Vescovy. Hits, misses an important free throw. And then I've never seen this called. Uh, this is like college basketball in a nutshell. Where Pat Adams, they call a offensive foul on the second free throw before it went up 
guys. Like, I don't know if y'all mm. watched the end sequence, but I've never seen that. I've never seen I didn't see it, but hall. I heard about it. No, it's just like, what? So it wouldn't have mattered, but like you burn those seconds because it would have been, a, if he misses the second one, he's like, it still will burn a second or two of yeah, getting the rebound and he would not have clock. gotten as close as he was to launch that half court shot yeah. for a three. So you're like, what in the world? I have never seen a hat like a personal foul call on the second shot of a free throw before the shot even went up. It was just college basketball. I've seen that one time, but it was more so of like an egregious, like, yeah, you can't put your hand on somebody and then they fall to the ground. Like, that's the only time I've seen that. It was like in a Juco game, and it was just like, eh, eh, eh. I'm about to get just so fired up all over again. Like it just hurt my soul. This just, week, just, so just, just, just decompress. You've got you hours take a nap upon again. Turn yeah. off your alarm clock. Cozy up in bed. That kind of thing. wow. Andrew, Bob's wow. gonna be upset with See me how about I brought this it full the circle? whole week. See how yeah. That is a full circle moment. Like Thank you, Bob. Uh, I'm sorry, circle. Bob, circle gets the square. You win that. There you go. Yep. Uh, clairvoyant. As we go, ten seconds or less. Clairvoyant. Super Bowl picks tonight. Final score. Andrew, go. I don't care. Okay, I don't care. Bob, yours. Uh, Chiefs, uh, sorry, Eagles, uh, 34, uh, Chiefs, 27. Ooh, I'm going Chiefs, 37, Eagles, 20. I think it's a blowout. Okay. I like go it. Birds. There we go. Bob, Andrew, yeah. thank oh, you. As- oh, I, you have, I a have a thing to plug. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Cheat me out of my plug. Uh, you can read. Hold on, uh, you do article. the plug on your pick of the week all the time, and I gave you the whole open thing, and you didn't do it. We're gonna close with my plug. Thank you. <laughs> that's a rude. That sounded more rude than it should have been. But uh, I have an article uh, that's out today at uh, Rolling Stone um, about the conditions about the first Super Bowl feature two black starting quarterbacks. And I just go into a little pocket history of why there have been so few black quarterbacks throughout the NFL's history and and uh, what changed that allowed Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes to reach this point. Now, it's a fun blog. I talked spoke to Dr. Harry Edwards. He's quoted in that. So check that out at rollingstone.com and it'll be on my Twitter feed, I'm sure, within a few seconds but i was gonna say i'm looking for it i don't see it i haven't tweeted, even it, tweeted yet it yet i'm waiting for it's it's a real sunday i'm waiting for people to wake up and log on to the bad website there you go yeah. um bob andrew enjoy super bowl sunday and i will talk to y'all next week this has been ingram radio voice of the atlanta braves and i'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the chase thomas podcast As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're, um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah.